networking, referrals, strategies for success, and real-life stories from professionals who are building a business based on relationship marketing. Welcome to the CirrusNet Podcast. Here, you'll learn how to stay connected in the local business community and become that person others get to know, like, and trust, and refer to. And now, your host, CirrusNet founder, Steven Ziskowski. Welcome to Networking Rx, a podcast devoted to helping business professionals like you enhance your networking skills in order to become more proficient giving and receiving quality business referrals and improving the overall quality of your life and the lives of those around you. The Networking Rx podcast is a production of AmSpirit Business Connections, an organization whose mission is to empower business success through networking. If you listen to my program last week with Aaron Marcus, uh, we talked about competitors and networking with competitors. And then early on as an attorney, somebody suggested another attorney said, you need to meet with other attorneys to build your legal practice. And I remarked, I said, I thought, thought he was gaslighting me. And, I, and at that moment, I really did. Um, but I found in time that it, other attorneys were a great source of not just business for me, uh, certainly attorneys are unique because you can't serve both sides of, uh, of an argument or of, of any situation. Um, and so there's certain clients you can't serve and there's certain clients you, you don't really have the ability to serve. Um, so I did end up getting referrals from other attorneys and um, it really was kind of a neat thing. And I've taken that practice to heart as I've moved over into what I call my AmSpirit business connection world, the networking world. And I'm always interested in meeting other people who are out there doing um, networking groups, if you will. Um, and my take on, you know, my take on, on competition is this. Well, first I'll say there are 8 billion people on the planet and there's plenty of people out there for us all to have something to do. So, but the other thing I look at is, is that we're, we're not all, none of us are, re, in, in a sense, we're all competing. Everybody's in competition. There's only so many dollars in the United States, uh, so much money in the world. And if you spend all your money on hamburgers, well, then you can't spend any of your money on me. You know, so I'm in competition with McDonald's in that sense. Um, but in the other sense is that none of us are really in competition because I find that how other networking groups operate are slightly different than how I operate. And the people that they attract aren't attracted to the things I do. Um, and so what's the big deal? We're all, we're all serving the community and trying to make a, 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 a better workplace out there. So that's my lead in for today's guest, uh, um, last week's uh, Aaron Marcus. Today's Steve Ziskowski, uh, and he is the uh, founder. I laugh because uh, if you're a podcaster, you get all sorts of names, uh, and Ziskowski's probably probably takes the cake at this point. Um, but he's the founder of CirrusNet, uh, uh, Cirrus, CirrusNet Facilitator Referral Teams, uh, actually, um, and he helps businesses, people, uh, harness the power of personal relationships, and he's helped his clients generate thousands of documented business referrals. He works uh, with these uh, 
networking teams in the greater Ann Arbor, Brighton, and Canton, Michigan communities. And he's been doing this since 2008. We'll get a little bit into his story. Uh, he does a lot of this over Zoom. Um, he's, a, he's a Michigan boy, born and bred, um, but he's decided he wanted to move to southern Arizona because uh, he, uh, he wanted thinner blood and wanted to be closer to his mom. And uh, um, listen, if you're here in the winter, I'm in Ohio. I've been in Michigan. I grew up in Michigan. Um, you know that uh, winters can be tough. So, Steve, um, thanks for joining me today. Frank, thanks for having me. I appreciate this opportunity to be with you and, and deepen our relationship. Um, you know, I was, uh, uh, you were somebody that re I think we connected over LinkedIn and uh, decided that it would probably be a good idea for us just to say hello to each other. And we didn't really know anything about each other uh, uh, other than there was networking and referrals as a focus uh, for a profession. <clears throat> but we had a really nice uh, initial meeting just to get a sense of each other's journey, obviously your law background and uh, how you use your network to grow your practice and fell in love with it so much uh, that you decided to champion your organization and now have a, a franchise model that's serving people, not just in Ohio, but in other states as well too. So I commend you on what you've been able to do as well as the fact that you don't have a scarcity mindset you have an abundance mindset. And that's really the difference between people that are, I think, look at everybody as competition. They see the world as a scarcity. They see limited supply of air, a limited supply of water, this, that, and the other thing. And if you have some, I can't have mine. And that's a very lonely place, I think, yeah. for a lot of business professionals, uh, especially, especially if you're a local business, right, and, and you're looking to deepen your relationships with local businesses, people that you're going to see at the town fair and people you're going to see at the mall and walking down Main Street, you really want those people when they see you to be wanting to run up and give you a hug, not knock you on the side of the head because you stole all their business. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you and I, I think, are great examples of we're having an abundance mindset where we don't see the entire world as our competition, really, I think it allows us more perspectives, right? And the more perspectives we have on the world and how things can be done differently other than what we're used to in our unique view, the more we're exposed to and the more we're going to grow as people. And you might even find some relationships and some partnerships that you wouldn't even believe were possible uh, that become some of your most solid relationships, because again, that abundance mentality was there. So I commend you for that. And I'm glad we're here today. No, well, likewise, thank you very much. I mean, I, um, and, and I, you know, of course, I mean it, it's, you know, at the end of the day, our members don't care. I mean, I mean, they do, but it's not a religion to them, right? It's not, well, I've got to be a serious net or an am spirit person. It's, I just need, I need to feed my family. You know, I got to get my kid. I got to get my kids braces. I need to figure out, you know, I need to figure out how to make it work. And, you know, you're serving a community and I'm serving a community and, you know, together it, 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 it all works. Um, I love the fact that you're down in Arizona. I have a franchisee who relocated to Utah and, you know, trying to make it work from a distance and shared this story. And he's, you know, I think I can do this. I think you can too. You know, I wouldn't have said this five years ago. Um, you wouldn't have either, but uh, 
that's a you know that's a whole nother conversation um if you could um i guess share your journey i mean if uh you were with bni i'll throw that out you know that's a I'm totally fine. Some people don't want to say it. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but you started with BNI. You were a mortgage broker, correct? Um, yeah. Very successful. Had a successful team of. Uh, so I'll let you tell the story. It's about having me muddle through it. Thanks. Well, I, I appreciate that. And you know, it is kind of a funny thing. You know, the BNI experience. It's a little bit different for everybody, and that's going to be true whether it's in CirrusNet or your business. Uh, everybody's going to have a little bit of a different experience because each of us are unique people and we approach our lives a little bit differently. Um, I was uh, uh, first introduced to the world of what I call referral marketing uh, when I owned a mortgage company. This was in the early 2000s. Financial advisor that I was looking to cement a relationship with for synergistic referrals said to me, Steve, I really like how you talk about your business, wanting to serve the community, you know, be somebody with an honest reputation that people will refer. Um, have you ever heard of BNI? And I said, BMI, what's BMI? And he says, well, no, it's Business Networking, BNI, Networking International. And, uh, you know, it's uh, an organization that's based on uh, trying to create referrals with other businesses in the community. And we've had a couple of mortgage people that already visited our team that, didn't work out. I think you could be a good fit. Would you like to check it out? So I did. I checked it out. And uh, this was a group that was like in its infancy. The first five or six people were coming together to launch a BNI chapter. And I went to the meeting and I thought to myself, this is fabulous. This is fabulous. What a great way to get an inroad into a lot of different types of businesses without me having to individually go knock on their doors and introduce myself. Now I can be a part of something that other people are a part of and we'll have that common spirit together of trying to work together, right? So uh, I loved what I experienced in BNI. It took us almost a year and a half to launch our chapter. This was in the Brighton area. And uh, we went from, uh, I think about 15 or 18 people to about 35 people in our big chapter kickoff day, uh, which is a big visitor day using the BNI system. And, uh, and then uh, we grew to a chapter that was as big as almost 60 members. And the interesting thing about it was it seemed like it worked a little better when it was more around 25, 30 people in it. There was a little bit more individual attention. You could go a little bit slower. People trusted each other more. And then the goal was to slam as many more people in that chapter as you could. The idea being more referrals, more members, you know, let's get it as big as we can get. But once we got it to about 55, 60 people, the members only had like 30 seconds to talk at a meeting now. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sorry, but I give a lot of training for my members to try to deliver a memorable and motivational uh, minute in one minute to try to do it in 30 seconds. Good luck with that. So, uh, so anyways, it started getting these dysfunctions and, you know, I served in all the officer roles. It consumed a lot of my time, um, but I loved it. I was good at it and, and served the president, served as like a president, membership committee, you name it. And then our chapter kind of imploded um, because we got so big, it became splintered and was kind of like a uh, referral team high school with a bunch of little clicks in it. Mm -hmm. And it just got weird. It was like it wasn't really meant to get that big. And then one day I went out to my mailbox and I opened up, opened up a mailbox. There was a letter in there that says, you know, dear Steve Ziskowski, 
This is the membership committee of your BNI chapter sending you notice to let you know that your category of business for mortgages is now open on our chapter and uh, you're not in the chapter anymore. And they gave me the reason of uh, that I was not building goodwill and trust amongst members, which was blew my mind because that's all I do for a living. Right. <laughs> so anyways, it was a real eye-opening experience to invest so much time and energy into something and to put your purest self into something and then to also get clubbed over the head. And uh, so that really motivated me very seriously to be thinking about, geez, you know, when I was in BNI, one of the complaints that a lot of the, the other fellow members of the BNI chapter I was a part of had is they would always say, geez, we're spending all this money to be in a BNI group. Where's BNI? Where are they here to help us, you know, be effective and teach us how to do things and hold us together? And that was a great question. And I, I thought to myself, geez, you know, if somebody had the ability to provide a chapter like a BNI like experience, but without the stress of having to be a president or a treasurer or secretary or visitor host and so on, uh, and they would just allow one person to kind of run the show for them because they're busy anyways, uh, people might be interested in that. And that was the birth of CirrusNet. So, you know, the, a friend of mine, Chuck Dodge says, Steve, you know, a lot of times people feel that life is happening to them, uh, but the reality is life is happening for them. And I didn't realize at that time when I was knocked out of my BNI chapter, which did hurt. I mean, I really loved that, that group and what I had going on, uh, but that freed me to do what I do today. And even though it hurt at that time, the pain was worth it. Yeah, no, I think I, uh, I had this conversation with my wife this morning, you know, geez, I hope they fire me. I hope I get six months severance. And I'm like, you don't, you don't trust me. That will hurt, you know, because we all want to be appreciated. Um, and, you know, um, and I can, I, you know, I, I can't relate because it didn't happen to me, but I can, I can only imagine that, uh, and especially be let go for something, you know, not not building trust or whatever the term you use. It's that's so subjective, and um, you know, it's not even hey, you 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 drop the n bomb or something. You know what I mean? It's not, uh, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. And you're right; it happened for you. Um, what I want to what I want to jump into is, um, and you know, something you've indicated you're passionate about is referral languaging and tactics you've you've you know we've talked about this you talked about um working with your members and creating 60 second commercials and um you know i guess your take on it i, I certainly have my take on it um and i don't know that they're vastly different but uh um you know I tell people all the time it's great to get other people sharing maybe things i would say um because people don't listen to me uh, after a while, right? I mean, it's like talking to my kids. <laughs> so, so you know, there, there's actually three things that I really try to focus on to try to help, you know, my CirrusNet members have a great experience, right? And, and that experience comes from uh, this, this idea that a lot of people, um, you know, struggle with initially, and that's getting yourself out of the way. Um, you know, when I wake up every single morning, Frank, uh, the first thing I do is I thank God for letting me lift my eyelids that day. 
thank God for all the amazing, grateful things that I that I have in my life that I'm deeply grateful for. I ask for the strength to give everybody I come in contact with that day what they need from me. So I start out in the morning getting myself out of the way. I don't wake up and start thinking, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Oh, there's this problem, that problem, this problem, that problem. You know, and it begins with what I call the referral mindset. And, you know, when you believe in life that if you help enough people get what they want, you'll probably get what you want too. Then all of a sudden your servant mentality changes, right? You're you're looking forward to helping as many people as you can. Yeah. Because, you know, if you look at it as uh if you look at relationships as like a uh an investment, uh like a uh let's say you've got an investment account, every month you put money into your investment account to be ready for you later on in retirement. Well, relationships and referrals are a lot of the same way. I look at referrals as making an emotional deposit uh, with other members on your team that you just have to believe ultimately are going to come back and pay you dividends. So uh, once people have that belief, I call that the referral mindset. And we talk about the referral mindset. And that's one of the things I love about your book, Foundational Networking. That to me is really uh, uh, quite a Bible (laughs) of what I would call having the referral mindset, because one of the things that you wanted to emphasize is that to be successful, it's a lot more than just your tactics and your language, right? Those yeah. are those have a place, but what's really important is that people know you and trust you, and how do they do that, right? What are the, what are the things that you need to do as a human being for that to happen? So, you know, for us, it's referral language, um, referral mindset, referral tactics, and referral language is, you know, it's this idea that people have when they have a business that, oh, if I just do a great job for my clients and wow them and roll out the red carpet and make them feel great, make sure they have a perfect transaction, that my clients are going to refer me like crazy. But that's not necessarily true. Most people have an expectation that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. So you have to be able to say a few things throughout your transaction that really do emphasize how your practice is built on referrals and relationships, how much you sure do appreciate it when your clients see value in what you're doing in the world and share them, you know, share you with other people that that they love and trust. So we have to say these things and people, you know, they don't want to feel salesy. They don't want to, you know, turn their clients off by seeming pushy or alienating. So how do we say these things, right? And those are the types of things that I'll also teach at CirrusNet so people can hear it. We role play it and then they find their own voice in it. So when these moments happen in their own business, they can say that powerful thing in their own voice that's authentic. It's heard by the client. And all of a sudden, after implementing consistently these strategies over six months, a year, two years, all of a sudden the snowball starts building, right? Mm -hmm. So it's something we do deliberately. It's not, I'm going to try referral language once and see if it happens for me. You've got to do these things over and over until it becomes part of your DNA and it's just really comfortable for you. Yeah, and that's um, that's not an easy thing, right? It's um, I read an article just the other day on building a habit at the gym. Everyone says 21 days, and what they've found is is that it's 
it depends on the exercise. It depends on lots of things. So 21 days is just kind of a number somebody's come up with and it's just kind of become an urban legend. Um, and it's the same thing with this messaging um, and leaning into the right way to network and ask for referrals or give referrals. You just have to continually push at it and push at it until it becomes habitual. And I think part of it is, I'll get your take on it. People are inherently lazy. And I don't mean that in the, you know, I don't want to work kind of a thing. But as humans, we're always looking to default to the easy path. The easy button. Yes, we are. We are. Um, and that's just part of evolution. And, you know. But you can't do that with relationships. No. There, there really isn't an easy button with relationships, but we can certainly, you know, we can certainly do things that really increase our probability that the relationships that we're going to have are going to be deep and rich and meaningful and rewarding. Uh, so, but I, I do agree with you, you know, people, they get stuck in certain trends or certain habits and it's not easy. Like you said, with the gym, how many days, how many yeah. weeks, but it will never change if we're not trying something new and sticking with it and then adjusting, making, looking at our numbers, looking at our results and then adjusting just a little bit. Um, you know, I, you know, you and I, when we when we had our meeting uh, a few weeks ago uh, to get to know each other just a little bit, you know, I I've always been about relationships, and I love the story. I love. I'm like, I love the story. I'm a public relations major and a creative writing minor, so right. being people and knowing their story is really important to me. That's how they get connected to me, and I pay attention when somebody says something or does something that is really, I think, wonderful. And I can share just a quick example of like referral language. Please. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, about, uh, boy, before I owned my mortgage company in the early 1990s, I moved into a new house, uh, already had our first child with my, my first wife. Our second one was on the way. We had just moved into a new house. And as you know, when you've got those little mouths to feed, uh, the money's just flying out of your pocket left and right. There's just no stopping it. So I had a knock on my door. My neighbor, Joe, knocks on the door and he goes, Steve, do you have just a second? I said, sure, Joe, what's up? He goes, hey, I just wanted to swing over really quickly and let you know that I just refinanced my mortgage. I was able to save almost like a full percent on my mortgage. The guy that took care of me uh, did a phenomenal job. And I think you moved into the sub rate around the same time as me. So my thought is you might be close to the same rate I was at when I locked into my mortgage when I bought the house. Um, but you could save a lot of money. It saved me like $250 a month. That's and huge. I, that's a lot of diapers. That's a lot yeah. of formula. That's a lot yeah. of stuff. So he goes, hey, would you like me to have this guy reach out to you? And I'm like, absolutely. So uh, I set an appointment with this mortgage person. He knocks at my door a week later and I let him in. Very nice guy. Nice smile. Wasn't hyper. Just really relaxed, confident, but friendly. And he hands me his business card. And I look at his business card and I go, hey, Doug, what does this say on your, what does this mean on your business card by referral only? Because he had it right on this business card for success mortgage partners. And he just says, well, Steve, what that means is I don't spend a penny on advertising. Mm. It's my happy and satisfied clients that do that for me. And my hope and goal is that if we do business together, that I'll do such a good job taking care of you 
that you won't hesitate referring me to people that you care about because that's how my business thrives. So, wow, I thought that's a great answer. So I did business with him. I refinanced my mortgage. I had a nice savings. And because he lived up to the expectations that he set forward, I referred my father-in-law. And my father-in-law did a refinance with him too. But if he didn't say those things, I would have done my refinance and thanks, Doug. And then I would have gone on to the next thing in life. Yeah. And I've got a lot of stories like that. Uh, well, messaging matters. Yeah. Doesn't it? It absolutely matters. Um, well, obviously doing a good job, but you know, letting people know that, hey, I I would appreciate referrals and um I you know, doing business with somebody is a clear indication that of what they're about. So you yeah. you know, if your father in law was a renter, you knew he would you would have known he's not a candidate to be have a refinance <laughs> for yeah. sure absolutely uh, another another short story if you don't mind please um so i i was uh when i started the mortgage company uh we were just moving into a very small office it was myself and my partner and uh, i don't think it was more than maybe 600 square feet and uh but we didn't have any furniture we really didn't have anything we were moving in with a complete blank slate and my my business partner uh, let his friend, let a friend of his know, let a, a friend of him know that he was starting a mortgage company and that we had to buy a lot of stuff, furniture, a copy machine, all these things. And his friend says, well, geez, Dennis, you know, knowing that you need to buy a copier, um, don't buy one until you talk to Mo. Um, he sold me my copier. He's awesome. Be sure you consult with Mo before you buy a copier. So uh, we had already gotten a couple quotes from two different companies that were selling copy machines. And Mo walks in the door and introduces himself just like Doug, nice personality, a smile, happy to see us, you know, made us feel relaxed, wasn't a high pressure salesperson. And uh, we showed him the two quotes from the other companies. We already had quotes for the copy machines and he looked at them and he said, Steve Dennis, I reviewed your quotes. I know both of these companies. Um, they're good companies. I don't have anything bad to say about them. And the machines that they're suggesting for you to do your mortgage paperwork will probably do the job. Um, but if you don't mind, what I'd like to tell you is why I think you should buy from me and not from them. <laughs> okay. Like, yes, that would be great, Mike. Let's let's get to the point. <laughs> right. And he, and he goes, well, the reason you should buy from me is because I was referred to you. Uh, my client heard from Dennis that you were buying a copier. And if he didn't have a great experience with me, do you think he would have been so quick to share my name and to say, don't buy one unless you talk to me? So that's the first thing. One, you've got living evidence of somebody that really provides great service. Secondly, my business is local. I'm right here in Brighton. I'm in the same community as you. I know a lot of different businesses. I invest professional development time meeting other businesses. So if my clients have other needs going on that I can't help with, maybe I can refer them to other businesses that'll take great care of them like me. And then finally, you guys are in a small office here, but I can tell you guys are going to outgrow it. You guys seem like you're really, you know, you're made of good cloth. You're going to grow your business. And when you do, and you move into your next office, we'll move your copier for you for free. We'll be sure you don't miss a second of time in business. 
And that's the type of service you'll get from us uh, over at uh, Applied Imaging. So we gave them the deposit on that rate then and there. And again, that's where most salespeople stop, right? They got the deal. I don't want to say anything to mess it up. But Mike is like, okay, listen, I'm happy to take care of this for you, but I could tell you guys have a lot of stuff going on around here. What other things are going on I could help you with? So he said, Mike, you sold us a copy. What else can you do? And he reminded us, like I said, I know a lot of businesses. What yeah. other things help? So he introduced us to the local printer. He introduced us to the local computer networking company because all of our computers were being delivered by Dell. The mortgage software was coming. That all needed to get installed and computers networked. And everywhere we met, we, that we went, that Mike referred us to, they were all singing his praises. I'd walk, I'd walk in and say, hey, Mo sent me to you. His name's Mike Oink. Mo, okay. M-O. And I always tell people he wanted to be Mo to me than I expected from a copy salesperson. He wanted to be more to me, right? Gotcha. He wanted yeah. to solidify that relationship. And every time we went somewhere he referred us to, he was just jumping up. They were all jumping up. Do we love Mo? We love Mo. And then the dots started connecting in my head. I'm a little slow, Frank, but the dots started connecting in my head that these people were all referring each other. When the when the computer company uh, was asked about copy machines, they didn't sell them a copy machine. They referred Mike because yeah. Mike was referring them networking opportunities and other things. So, you know, being more to our clients, letting our clients know we want to be more to them, using that language. I invest time on your behalf. <laughs> so if you ever have needs I can, that aren't in my wheelhouse, I'd love to refer you to another business. Or if you ever need anything, call me anytime for any reason. I probably know that person I can refer to you. But again, that's referral language. It's referral tactics. And we got to see how doing these things help our clients and help ourselves. Sounds great. Um, I guess to wrap this up, uh, how can people get a hold of you? If people have an interest in... Uh, CirrusNet, um, you know, certainly uh, you, I, I, I failed to mention uh, you have, well, you're probably ready, willing, and able to grow anywhere, um, but you have groups in Colorado Springs, um, <laughs> certainly Southern Michigan, anything going in Southern uh, Arizona is not no, popular no. stuff. You know, it's interesting, Frank, you know, when, when you and I met initially, you know, I looked at many different ways for kind of, you know, expanding my business. And, and there was a book that I read that, uh, that that basically the concept was companies that chose to be great instead of big. And for myself, part of how I stay really engaged with people is by also giving myself as a human being the right amount of breaks and staying away from certain things. So when I come back, I'm really fresh. Uh, so I look at CirrusNet for myself, really. It's it's a lifestyle business. Okay. Uh, you know, I've been doing it now for 15 years professionally as a networker and helping other people get great at it. And if God blesses me with another 15 years and I can do this into retirement, uh, I'm a happy camper. And my clients are all in Southeast Michigan. Actually, the person that was looking to launch in Colorado Springs took a hard right turn and now she's going to launch in Monroe, Michigan. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> So it's still all Michigan. And, you know, I like being in Arizona, uh, but being unknown here. Uh, I spent all my life in Michigan and I'm, I'm pretty well known there. It's nice to be somewhere where I just kind of blend in with the crowd as well, too. And uh, I love my Michigan people and that's who I'm supporting. Okay. Well, great. If you're in the uh, Michigan area, uh, I will put uh, Cirrus uh, 
uh, I'll put the uh, website address in the uh, in the show notes. Um, just to clarify, we met on Alignable. Uh, oh, is it Alignable? Okay, yeah. Yep, we met on Alignable, and uh, your name has come up time and again, meeting different people uh, that you know I know and people likewise. in Michigan. Yeah. And uh, it's always been very, very positive. So uh, this is, Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm glad the connection finally happened and I really appreciate your time today. Likewise, Frank, I've got a feeling this isn't going to be the last time we'll be talking. Thanks for joining us on the Networking Rx podcast. Please put what you've learned into action today and let us know if you have questions, comments, or ideas for future topics. You can email them to us at podcast at amspirit.com. That's A-M-S-P-I-R-I-T dot com. Finally, so you never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe to the Networking Rx podcast through iTunes, Overcast, or however you receive your podcasts. Now get out and network with someone. The Networking Rx podcast is a copyright production of Amspirit Business Connection. All rights reserved.